You're listening to the Fantasy on Tap podcast. Y'all ready for this? A podcast where three dudes talk about fantasy football and beer. Here is your host, Nate McAllister. Hello, fantasy football community, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the F to the O to the T. I'm your host, Nate McAllister, and regretfully, we're missing one of the amigos. He ain't here. We're going rocking old school. It's just me and Boogie Borges. Our boy, the foot, is out hunting, trying to kill himself a Bambi. Um, So best of luck to you, foot, me and Jimmy. The Boogeyman Borges will push on without you. Boogie, how you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. Ready to talk about our top 15 quarterbacks and running backs. Exactly what Jimmy's talking about. That's what we got in store for you today. We are going to try. This is a lofty goal, but we are going to try and knock out top 15 quarterbacks. Our top 15 running backs broken down by person and all combined up into our consensus ranking. So. Stay tuned for that. But before we do, you know what we got to do. We got to talk about them drinks. Yay! And I'm going to start this thing off. Man, uh, I had that full circle brewing company um, from the 559, the Nickel Nickel 9. I had the Strawberry Illa last week, and it was a delicious beer. So I noticed on their website that they actually had a vanilla version of that one. And so I went to the same store. This is Little Market down the road, which has absolutely banger beers. So I went through there, checked it out. They had it. I was like, cool, I'm going to get this vanilla beer. It's going to be awesome. Then I looked down and I saw another one from the Full Circle Brewing Company. And they only had one four pack left. And I couldn't let it sit there because what if they don't get it back? I mean, just what if they don't get it back? So I got this one. It's called Captain Save-A-Hop. Check out this cat right here, James. Looks like a little skull man. He's a kind of a superhero skull dude with some hops growing out of his head, a pineapple hand. Um, looks pretty cool. Super cool can, 7.1 ABV. This is a West Coast IPA. Um, Snoop Dogg approved for sure. It is uh, with pineapple. Um, they say hashtag beertainment. So uh, let's check this guy out. I haven't actually even drank one. I drank one of the vanilla ones earlier before the, the show started. So. Give this guy here a crack. Smells good. Huh. I don't know. I mean, it actually has, it goes down well. Uh, I could taste the, the little hoppiness on there. I was really hoping for more pineapple flavors. You really can't take the pineapple. It has a it has a strange taste, and it leaves an aftertaste. I I really can't put my uh, finger on what that actual taste is. Um, huh? Let me give it one D- more. Didn't go. you say it? Didn't you say it was vanilla? Mm-mm. Oh no, that, that's the other no, one. I went after got. the vanilla one, but I don't know. It has like a I don't know smoky taste to it. It's kind of strange. It's maybe good. It's it the was... fire. Maybe it's the fires happening in California right now. Jeez, right it by penetrated, my house. Penetrated right into the can to give you a nice pineapple smoky flavor. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I probably... You look um... very disappointed. You look very disappointed. It's not often I that I see Nate disappointed in a beer because he's usually a good 
at picking beers out, as as he's told you before. Some of the beers that have failed here on the show have been picking picked by other people for him. But this one, yeah, I picked this out, one. Huh? I picked this one. It okay? It's not awful. I could. I'm definitely be able to drink all four of the rest of them. It's, I mean, three of the rest of them. It's one not going to be terrible. What do you give it? five maybe four 4.5 and i'm sorry full circle brewing company because i know you're going to listen to this but man it's just not it's just not great your the strawberry illa the vanilla those were bangers but this one this one did not hit the mark for me um yeah it's not i'm not impressed sorry 559 you let me down james what do you got today especially with that name man with the name like that for your beer i thought man they knocked it out of the park captain save a hop yeah i like it i dig it uh yeah i came not, not my favorite ahead. not my I favorite came, i came in with my classic with my go-to unfortunately i've been busy running amok doing doing what i do and i didn't have a chance to go pick out a special beer so i had to go to my fridge and pick out something that I drink all the time, but something that is near and dear to my heart that I love. It is Modelo Cerveza Especial. Didn't you say you had a special guest that wanted to uh, introduce this beer for you, your buddy Owani? Yeah, this is Modelo Cerveza Especial, golden, <laughs> full-flavor, pisner-style <laughs> lager with the clean, crisp finish. When you uh, see the bottle, you see that it has gold on top, and it makes you feel like you're a king. <laughs> Let me crack thank this you one thank boy. you one um, for uh for i love doing impersonations there. by the way i could do whatever type of impersonation you want but uh he really yeah. can't he can only really do hispanic is pretty much his his go-to what you're me, solid at it you're good we all know what this tastes like but let me take a little drink of it i honestly don't know why people are so high on modelo a lot of people like it and it's all right oh. But has a well, it's the it's that little skunky taste right when yeah. you take a, a sip of it. I just love that skunky yeah, taste of it. The interesting though, this weekend, um, hanging out with Philbert, aka McGee, shout out to him. He brought um along on our trip, he he brought like you know that Mexican candy that you poke out and then it like pops out the top. Yeah, that's like super super popular in Porterville right now. He brought a bunch of them. I smashed a, like a six pack of these like in a couple hours, dude. That, that stuff is so addicting. Next episode, I'll figure out what it's called. I'm sure some of you guys know what it's called, but uh, I'll bring the name of it the next time and, and talk about it some more. They dress up the cans all with that stuff all around it or whatever? Yeah, dude. It is yeah. bomb, dude. It looks good. I've never tried it. I know that uh, it was back in the day. It was called the Lucas candy would be able to pop that stuff out of there. but Yeah. Tastes just like that, but like more in a liquid form. And then he had like a mango flavor, a watermelon uh, melon flavor, and then like the original, which tasted like the Lucas candy. Yeah, the Lucas candy. I was never, I was that kid who was like, I'm like, I mean, I'm half Mexican, so I should have liked it. But I was like, yeah, I want some of that Lucas candy. And then I'd eat it and I'd be like, oh, it's so good. And I'd just be like, this is terrible. <laughs> and I wouldn't want it. I like the little mango one, though. It was all right. The mango uh, lollipop? With yeah, it on it. Ooh, that one's fire. Or the, the watermelon lit one. Yeah, those are both good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough about these Mexican candies. We need to move on because we are going to try and power through. Like we said, we're powering through two positions. If, unfortunately, we talk a little longer than we are, we might have to break this off into two episodes. You might have a part two. But hopefully, we're going to break this thing off in one episode, give you 
all them facts. Spit that fantasy fire old school school with me and the boogeyman Borges talking about them quarterbacks and talking about those running backs. So let's talk uh, crack that fantasy keg and talk about the top 15 quarterbacks in the 2020 fantasy season. Starting it off, we're going to, this is how we're going to kind of break it down. We're going to, we're going to say first our consensus ranking, and then we're going to say where each person had them. Unfortunately, we still have the foots rankings here, but he won't be able to defend his rankings. So we'll just get to be able to bash his ass down for a little bit. Um, so number one, it's not much of a surprise. Patrick Mahomes finished consensus number one. He was number one for James. He was number one for myself. And he was number one for the foot. James, what do you got to say about Mr. Mahone boy over there? I, I think this one is a, a super easy layup. I mean, he's he's going to be the most consistent quarterback. He's the best quarterback right now in the NFL. He has the best tight end, and he has all the weapons around him. He has a good offensive line. He has a nice, good running back that's going to be able to catch the ball. He's going to be good for years to come. And and barring injury or something like that, he's going to be the number one consensus quarterback for years to come. Yeah, I uh, completely agree. I, I brought up a uh, fantasy pros. So fantasy pros has a pretty cool thing. You can drop the ADPs um, for each position and they have Yahoo, CBS, MFL and fan tracks. Um, he's basically one across the board. He is the average draft position. First quarterback off the board at 21 overall. So he's the dude. Will I have very many shares of him? Probably not unless it's some sort of a uh, super flex league. But in just one quarterback leagues, I don't see the value for Mr. Mahomes there to have to draft him that high. But of course, if I was betting on a quarterback, then yeah, I would uh, I would go with Mr. Mahomes. How early is too early for you, James? What where, Where's the earliest you're drafting Mr. Mahomes? Unfortunately, I'm with you. I don't think I'm going to be getting him in any draft because if I could get him in the fourth round, which he's going in the second or third round, the latest, the third round. I'm just not high on taking quarterbacks early in my draft strategy. So Patrick Mahomes, you're going to probably out of my league in every single draft that I'm in. So league four, or so round four though, you'd be you'd be a buyer if you were able to sneak him out there. If he's staring at me in the face in round four, then I think I got to take him. Yeah, that'd be rough to turn down in round four. Um, I might still do it, unfortunately, and that's just because I am just not about drafting quarterbacks in the first like six rounds at least. So, um, but yeah, Mahomes, he has all the weapons. He has Tyreek, the freak he has, who had a little bit of lower body issues, which is very concerning. Um, he has Kittle. I mean, a Kelsey in the, in, at the tight end position, he got his new homeboy out there, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Um, he, he has Miko Hardman streaking on the field. I mean, he has all of the weapons and he Demarcus is just a, Robinson. Yeah. He has, he has yeah, Watson. He's a phenomenal quarterback, and he has phenomenal weapons in a scheme that's just built for him. Andy Reid, the god, um, man, he is, uh, he's built and primed to be the quarterback one. So Patrick Mahomes, number one. Then we go on to number two. We consensus have Lamar Jackson, uh, the Ravens quarterback, as number two. Jimmy actually had Lamar at, at, at quarterback three. I had... Lamar at quarterback three as well. And the foot had Lamar at quarterback two. So we all were, I mean, a a little bit different. I've been seeing Lamar mostly go as the quarterback two in pretty much every draft uh, fan um, 
Fantasy Pros had Lamar Jackson going as quarterback two as well, at, at just a couple picks later than Mahomes at 23. So, James, what do you think about Lamar? Why do you got him at three? Why do I got him at three? It's not so much. Um, it's not so much why I have him at three. It's who I have at number two on my list, who we'll be getting to shortly. Um, I don't know. Like I said in in the uh, AFC North um, episode, I'm just not high on running quarterbacks in one year worth of production to me doesn't warrant taking him as the second quarterback off the board. And once again, I'm not high on taking quarterbacks early. And for me, he's one of the riskiest quarterbacks to take. So, I mean, I do want to give him respect. I have him as number three on my list, but I don't think he's one of the top twos. Yeah, I have him as the number three quarterback as well. And it's just because of that rushing floor. He just brings so much to the table in the rushing game. But the biggest thing is I don't think, and this is what scares me, I don't think he can replicate that 36 touchdown potential that he, or uh, floor or ceiling that he had last year. I think that is absolute ceiling for him. His wide receivers are Hollywood Brown. He has um, Andrews as a tight end. Like The weapons are just not there for him to throw 36 touchdowns again. I cannot imagine a scenario where he does that again. So with the rushing floor, though, that kind of just keeps him right there. He rushed for 1,200 yards last year. I mean, that's ridiculous stuff. So as as long as he's able to continue that rushing floor and keep about the 9 to 1,000 yards in rushing, he's going to be the quarterback, too, for the foreseeable future. But, man, uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. One one bad shot and Lamar's gone. But So we try not to factor injuries into this as much. But, I mean, a running quarterback is always more susceptible to injury. So, yeah, Lamar is my quarterback three. And that's still really high. I probably won't own any shares of him again because, again, I don't draft quarterbacks high. But is the fourth round again a spot where you're taking Lamar? Hell no. Hell no. Like no. I said, I am I am hating on Lamar. I do not like Lamar. Like you said, I don't think he, he reaches the 36 touchdowns. I mean, we saw what happened to him in the playoffs. They get blanked. I think there's going to be a year worth of tape. There's going to be a year worth of preparation. And uh, I think teams are going to be able to shut him down, figure him out a little bit more. I mean, this year we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna see is he the real deal? Is he the next Michael Vick, or is he gonna get busted like RG three? My prediction yep. is he's gonna get busted like RG three. And uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not for him. I I don't want to pick somebody that high, especially a quarterback that's gonna be a boomer bust, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a super uh, fade for you, it sounds like. Super fade, fade that dude. Fade that dude. Get the uh, hell out of here. I I agree. I think there is tape, and it's kind of which Lamar are we going to get? We saw, remember the 2018 Lamar where he came in, and all he did was just run the ball. He wasn't very efficient, and then it seemed like he just took this monster step forward in 2019. It's it's just really difficult for me to think that he's going to be that efficient with that uh, minimal amount of passing attempts and those weapons that are just around him and the Ravens type of offense they want to do. They also drafted J.K. Dobbins. We didn't talk about J.K. Dobbins like being drafted. So now they have Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, and my boy, the Gus Bus. They, these guys run the football more than any team in the league. So I don't know, man. It's going to be I very just, difficult for him to replicate I just think that. They were, I just think they were super super efficient and i yeah. think that efficiency yeah. goes down goes down way down this year and he loses a lot of his stats yeah i can i can see that but he can 
can you also see the scenario where he just makes us look foolish and he runs for 1200 yards again and throws for 30 touchdowns? I can see that scenario too. So that's why I have him at quarterback three. And that's why I'm not absolutely just dropping him down the list, his rushing floor and just his dynamic ability. He seems like, uh, like a God out there. So I don't know. Um, that's where I, why I put him at, at, at the three spot. Now we're moving on to the third man on our consensus list. And this list has changed for me. If you go all the way back to one of our earlier episodes and then come back here, my quarterback list has really kind of shuffled around for myself. And now Russell Wilson is our quarterback three consensus. James had Russell Wilson at five. The foot had Russell Wilson at two. He loves the man in Seattle. And your boy right here had Russell Wilson at three. I first had Watson, I think, at three early in the year, and then I bumped him for Kyler when the Deshaun, when the uh, the uh, trade happened for Hopkins. And then I since have now put come to my senses, and I put Russell Wilson where he should be at the three hole. So James, defend your spot. Moving this guy, he's at five for you. Why is he at five? Like, what what is the the hate on Russell Wilson? Or I guess it's not hate. I mean, he's a five spot, but still, what what's your? Why are you fading? Why are you so much lower than us two? Mm, I'm not. I, I love Russell Wilson. I drafted him last year in one of our leagues when no one, absolutely no one was believing in him last year and super fading him. I think besides Patrick Mahomes and maybe one other quarterback they're going to get to, he has one of the safest floors. He's one of the most consistent quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I don't know. I just, once again, I think it's the people that's in front of him, the, the, the potential that's in front of him. If you want somebody that's super safe, that you know that's going to throw for 30 touchdowns, who's going to get the job done, it doesn't matter who's on his team, he's going to make every wide receiver, every tight end, every running back, even his offensive line, better around him, then this is your dude. I do think he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, just purely just put him on a team and let him do what he does. I think he could go to any team and he would instantly make that team better. Yeah, I agree. Um, Russell Wilson is my favorite quarterback in the league right now. I think he's a monster, and that's just NFL-wise. Fantasy-wise, you're right. He is a touchdown machine. He just loves throwing touchdowns. He has, uh, in his career, his first two years, you kind of take those off the board. Before his, Aside from his first two years, he's thrown for over 30 touchdowns in every single season but one. So um, Russ is a touchdown machine. He has very good weapons over there. I love the addition of Greg Olson over there in the red zone. I love the DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the outsides. His running backs are still solid. Like I love everything about this situation. And Russell, I just love having Russell Wilson on my team. So he's going at a reasonable price. I think uh, they have that. They have him as the quarterback four uh, as far as ADP. And he's going at quarterback 51. So he's he's a guy if you want to kind of fade the quarterback position a little bit and but not completely fade it and go after those guys a little bit later on. He's a guy that you could obtain and have a very high uh, threshold type quarterback. So I like it. And he ran 75 times last year. That's another thing that keeps a safe floor for these type of quarterbacks. So now you've got a guy who throws for touchdowns and rushes the football. That's kind of what you're looking for for a safe floor quarterback. So Russell Wilson is definitely, if he if he falls in drafts a little bit deeper or a little bit later than maybe this 51 spot a couple rounds later, I'm definitely taking a snag at Russell Wilson. What's the earliest you're drafting Russ? Big old Russ. Man, I don't know. That's that's the weird part is uh, once you get past Patrick Mahomes 
and Lamar Jackson. After it goes from there, it's kind of like pick whoever you want, who whatever guy that you believe in. And I got to kind of fill it out. I'm usually somebody that goes running back, running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver. And I'm not getting my quarterback to the seventh, eighth, sometimes even later, depending on where they get picked and where they fall. If the value is there, I mean, I could see myself taking him as early as round seven or even later because I think he falls later than that. Yeah, I I mean, they have him at 51 right here, so that would put him at the top of the fifth. Um, I'm not a buyer at the top of the fifth because I'm like you. I go running back, running back, running back. I try to, and then I try and add a receiver, and usually I have to try and add another receiver. Someone falls really good. Those receivers in the fourth and fifth round are strong. But so I, I I couldn't take Russ if he was there. But if Russ is looking at me at the sixth, seventh round, and I'm starting to look at wide receivers who are just basically the same for about twenty picks, I might take a shot on Russ. Are you agree or disagree? Like once you start no, getting I, into those type of, you know, those type of receivers where you're like you're talking about like the Darius Slaytons of the world, you get AJ Green rubbing in there, you know, like that kind of situation. Um, are you taking a shot on Russ at that point? That that's exactly what I was talking about. The draft gets to a point where it's it's the wide receivers are all the same and now you're kind of taking shots at like iffy running backs. You really have to look at the value. Am I gonna get an iffy running back that could throw the you know dart at the dartboard and hope that he's somebody good? Or you're looking at these wide receivers and like Nate just said, there's gonna be a whole bunch of wide receivers right there that you're just kinda eh. Like, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Well, not sure, but just there's so many of them that you feel the same about at that point. You're looking at the quarterbacks and you're seeing who's left. And it's like, do I want somebody that's super consistent or I'm going to there? There's a wide receiver that fell or a running back that fell. And you're going to wait a little bit long, longer to get someone like a Big Ben or a Matt Ryan. Just kind of depends on the value. But I could see myself taking him in the seventh is kind of where I feel if if he's there sitting in the seventh, staring me in the face, I'm taking him there. Yeah, by the seventh, you should have like three running backs, three wide receivers. And if you're able to add a legit cornerback like Russell Wilson in the seventh, for sure, I don't see him falling there often. But, I mean, there's drafts that for sure he could fall to the seventh. So, all De- right. Definitely not in our league. We got a bunch of <laughs> Seattle Seahawks yeah, fans that know. just we love him. He's, he's going to be going way before that. Yeah, for sure. But that's all right. Okay, moving on. We are going to... Quarterback four on our list, Mr. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was uh, number two for let's guess who. Boogie Borges. This boy put him at number two. Speaking of homers, he got him there. Then I got him at uh, quarterback four, and the foot has him at quarterback four. His current ADP is actually the third overall quarterback uh, as far as Fantasy Pro says at 43 so defend yourself james why are you getting him at number two why is this man going to prove everyone wrong and be the number two quarterback finishing in 2020 i just i just believe that the chiefs and the cowboys offense have have the most weapons i think they have the the deadliest three wide receiver combination with amari cooper michael gallup both went up for over 1100 yards last year you add CeeDee Lamb, who I think is the best wide receiver in the draft that's going to be coming out of the slot. I mean, who wants to deal with those three wide receivers? You still have Tyron Smith at left tackle. You still got Zach Martin at right guard, arguably the best guard in the league. And you got Lael Collins, who's 
arguably one of the best right tackles. You also have Zeke that caught like 70 balls out of the backfield last year. And my boy loves to run the ball. He gets it down through he gets it done through the air. He gets it done on the ground. He can do it all. He's a great deep ball passer. They're going to be going deep. Um, with a shortened season like this, um, he has Kellen Moore that's still in place as his offensive coordinator. The defense is being rebuilt. I think they're going to be in a lot of sh- uh, shootouts. I think they're going to have to put up a lot of points to win games. And uh, that's why I just think I think they have one of the best offenses in the NFL. He has some of the best offensive weapons compared to any other team. I just like the talent around Dak Prescott. All right, now I'm going to defend why I have Dak Prescott at four. I really like him, and I actually tried to fade him a little bit harder. I had him like two or maybe three spots lower, and I had to adjust my rankings just because, um, first of all, Dak Prescott is looking at a very easy season. His strength of schedule for quarterbacks is sixth easiest strength of schedule for quarterbacks. So that one made me go up. Then I had to think about the division. He gets to play the Giants. He gets to play the Redskins. Like those are very easy games. The Philly might be a little bit tougher, but like he gets to play those games where he's going to, he's going to really crush and they're going to be able to stick to the game script and he's going to throw the football. So I, I had to bump him up a couple spots, but here's where my reservations start to creep in. Last year he threw for 4,900 yards. Every other year, he never crossed that 4,000 yard threshold. So he played 16 games all four years. He's been in the league and his highest total was 3,800 um, in 2018 prior to last year. So he threw for over 1,000 yards more last year. So like 1,100 yards last year, uh, Dak Prescott threw for it uh, more than his previous high, which just is a little concerning to me. The other concerning thing is he only threw for 30 touchdowns, which 30 touchdowns is good, but he's only crossed that mark one time in his four-year career. He had 23, 22, and 22. Now, I'm not the type of guy who says a guy can't progress and just be that, but it could this be the outlier? Could Dak have just balled out trying to get a contract? Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little bit iffy about him, and every time he's looking me in the face, I, I don't have those Homer glasses on. Like, maybe you have a little bit of shade there because of uh, your eyes just wanting Dak to be that dude, but I can see some things there that just don't add up. Why did he have three years of, uh, you know, 3000 yards and three years of 20 touchdowns. And then he just creeps over it. Could it have been, he finally took that step or could it have been Scott Scott Linehan? Scott Linehan had the most vanilla offense. They wanted to run the offense through Zeke. Kellen Moore comes in last year, his first year as offensive coordinator, he brings in some creativity. They, they make the conscious decision that we are going to throw the hell out of the ball, and that's what they did. They've never done that before. It's been hike, turn around, hand the ball to Zeke. Hike, turn around. You know what I'm saying? If you this watch is, the that's the funny games, thing though. That's the funny thing to me though is because whenever we have conversations and the Cowboys are losing, you're saying why aren't they running the damn ball? Why aren't they running the damn ball? And see, and, uh, when do they get back to that mentality? Play good defense and run the damn ball. I don't know. I mean, do the they get back they, to it? No, because I mean, who knows what the defense is going to be? This is going to be the first year that together. And I know all the people out there are listening and be like, oh, man, he's a Cowboys fan. He's a super homer, this and that. It mo- it mostly has to do with the weapons around him than it has to do with him personally because I talk harsh on Dak. I mean, I am super harsh on him more than any other quarterback. It's just the offensive talent around him that makes me excited. Do I think he's as good as Russell Wilson? 
Hell no. Do I think he's as good as talented as Lamar Jackson? No, but Lamar Jackson, he's a one-man show. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No, he's not. Is he better than Big Ben? I don't think he is. But I just think when you take those three wide receivers and you take Zeke, who can take a ball 80 yards on a screen pass anytime, at the end of the year, the dude's going to ball out. He just has to get the ball into his playmaker's hands, and they're going to carry him, and they're going to do the rest for him. Yeah, and, and that's where I can agree with you. I, I agree that he has so many playmakers, it's really hard to fade this dude. There's just something about it when I look at taking Zach and I, I mean, Dak, and I, it's at like the, he's pick 43. The dude's going in the fourth round. I mean, I'm not touching him there. So, um, but even just looking at him, I'm like, damn, I don't know. I'd rather, I'd rather just take a shot on the guy a little bit later. So, uh, I guess personal preference at that point. The next man on the list, this is number five. This one surprises the hell out of me. It's Matthew Stafford of the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford was ranked. Jimmy just loves this moff, and he has him as the quarterback four. Wow. If he's the quarterback four for Jimmy right now, and he doesn't own him on every single league that he's in because he can get him <laughs> at extreme value, then it's just absolutely crazy. So quarterback four, um, your boy right here had him at quarterback 10, and the foot had him at quarterback eight. He is currently, oh, wow, where does Fantasy Pros have him? Oh, shoot, he, I had to scroll down for that. They have him at quarterback 13, so we are way higher on Matthew Stafford than apparently people are drafting him. So the 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 uh, tall boys and tall girls out there aren't drafting him at the spot we're doing. So, James, I, you have to come to his defense again, and we have to talk about this. We have to see what's going on. What you got for that kid in uh, in Detroit? For me, it's just based off of pure potential and where you can get this guy. Like Nate said, he's going to be going super late. We talked about it um, on our last episode. I mean, this dude was, if he would have kept on that that line, he was going to throw for 5,000 yards and like four or 40-something touchdowns. Yep. This, this guy was absolutely insane. He only played eight games and even with the backup quarterback, they still ended with the 10th. The ranked passing offense in the NFL. I think they're going to come out slinging. It sucks that he got injured last year and people are kind of afraid, like, oh, my God, he got injured. But before that, he played nine seasons in a row of 16 games. So he was injury prone in the beginning of his career. He had a a run of nine years of of playing 16 games. If If this guy is healthy, I think this guy has a true potential to be a top five quarterback. I have him ranked as number four, and it's just because the weapons he has around him, the offense that he's in, and he's always been a stat master. He's always been somebody that slings the ball. I don't know. I I just I don't believe in him to win games, but I sure as hell believe in him to sling that ball. I love you, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I I have uh I've grown and grown on Matthew Stafford, and I just think it's again what James said. He's becoming a very good value. Like he's a quarterback that like we were talking about Russ, like you're able to get your quarterback or your wide receivers and your running backs locked in and then you were able to take Russ, right? Well, with Matthew Stafford, you're able to get your quarterbacks, I mean your running backs locked in, your wide receivers locked in, your backup wide receiver locked in, maybe even your tight end locked in, and then you could take Matthew Stafford. So that is a value for a guy who 
last year was on pace to throw for 5,000 yards and 38 touchdowns. And this is so in eight games, he threw for 2,499 yards and 19 touchdowns. That is very good, which is very strange because I would never assume that a Matt Patricia offense would operate through the air. I think they would always just run through carry on Johnson and now uh, the newly acquired Swift. But with those weapons there, we got Hawkinson, Beast, Galladay, Beast, uh, Swift, Beast, Marvin Jones. This dude is a low-key beast. So, like, they have a very good offense over there, very talented. It's built for Matthew Stafford to succeed. And, I mean, that's why I have him where I have him. Like, he's going to be a very good quarterback. I think he's going to finish in the top 10. He's going to be a quarterback one, draft the man. But I don't think that he's going to be the quarterback four. I just can't imagine him finishing higher than some of these other guys who are true pocket passers like him or the guys who have the rushing floor. So that's why I had to kind of fade him a little bit. Uh, farther than Jimmy did moving on to this is very surprising because I love this guy he's probably my second favorite quarterback in the league Deshaun Watson Deshaun Watson is our sixth quarterback on the list Deshaun Watson was thoroughly brought down honestly Jimmy raised Matthew Stafford's stock crazy and he dropped Deshaun Watson's stock crazy so he uh Jimmy ranked the Boogie Board just ranked him at quarterback 11. I ranked him at quarterback 6. The Foot, love the cat, ranked him at quarterback 5. Uh, Fantasy Pros currently has Deshaun Watson going at the quarterback 5, like the Foot says. Pick 39. James, why do you hate my guy in Texas? Is it just because you want Dak to be the best quarterback in Texas? or No. That's not the reason at all. The reason that I faded Deshaun Watson is they traded they traded the best wide receiver in the league <laughs> to the Arizona Cardinals. And um, the thing I like about Deshaun Watson, I will say this, I think he is very safe because he has that safe rushing floor. And it's not so much that I fade him once again. It's the people that I put in front of him. I just do not believe in an injury-prone Will Fuller. I mean, if he's healthy, yeah, he bangs. How often is he healthy? Then you got the old dirt that they picked up. They got a bunch of just old dirt wide receivers on their team. Brandon Cooks, baby. Old dirt. Fuller. Old dirt. Well, kind of young dirt. And then uh, they got they got the dude from Green Bay and the Cowboys. Why can't I think of his name right now? Randall Cobb. They got Randall Corn on the Cobb. And then they got the other dude that they had. From, Kiki, they traded I'm for. so cutie. Yes. Kiki, just, do you love me? It's, it's kind of like a weird little rambunctious group. And then you got the old David Johnson. He's just, to me, he's not surrounded by supreme talent. I do believe in him. I do believe in him kind of like, like you said, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks because he's like a miniature Russell Wilson. He just kind of run around. He makes things happen. I just wish he had some more elite talent around him. If he had, to sh- uh, uh, if he still had DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, I'd have him way up on my list. I would probably have him number four, number five. But because of those reasons, I just, I got to fade him, man. Got to fade him. You can't Uh, tell me you have full confidence in him like you did last year if you had DeAndre Hopkins. No, 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 exactly. No, I don't. And that's why I dropped into my quarterback six. He was like my quarterback three. And I had to drop him all the way to quarterback six just because – I mean, I'm not completely sold on his weapons there, right? He, 
but this is what I do like about him. Last year, he threw the ball for almost 500 times. The year before, he threw it for 505 times. He threw for 4,100 yards in 2018, 3,800 yards in only five game, I mean, 15 games in 2019. So 16 games, he's probably going to cross that 4,000 uh, threshold again. The, the shitty part about him, right, is he only threw 26 touchdowns. That's his max, 26 and 26 in his in three years in the league. But like you said, he's ran the ball um, 99 times and 82 times. So he has that very safe floor. You take out Hopkins, his safety blanket, his guy, his valve. Yeah, that that's unfortunate. But I really think that Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks combined can make some sort of remnants of what DeAndre Hopkins actually brought him. So I think I think people don't give Brandon Cooks as much credit as as he's due. Like he's played with some of the best quarterbacks to ever play the fo- uh, play the, in the NFL, and he has produced with all of those quarterbacks. So the Drew Brees, I think, the Tom Brady's, yeah. the, the Jared Goffs. Yeah, and he's produced in every situation. So what why wouldn't he produce over there with another very good quarterback? He's a young quarterback, I, I but he's know. very good. In my mind, I just see him running around for his life and then just like backyard football, like juking, and then all of a sudden he just throws it up and somehow DeAndre Hopkins just comes down with this insane catch. I just don't believe in those two dudes to to be able to do the exact same thing. I think if he was more polished, then I would believe in him more. And I don't know, maybe this year he steps up and he's a little bit more polished. He's a little bit more of a pocket passer. But I think the dude's got to run for his life too much, and I just don't count on those wide receivers to be able to bail him out like DeAndre Hopkins did. If Will Fuller's healthy, man, I'm not fading this guy at all. But I don't trust Will Fuller. Now, that's a big if, but... I think I think he has enough talented pieces, and I don't want him to do what you said. I don't want him to become that polished po- uh, pocket passer. I want him to run for his life, you know, run, take 20 yards at a time, get those 400, 500 yards rushing this year, and pad that safe floor, and then come back. Only way I want him to improve, I want him to improve in those throwing touchdowns. I want him to get into that 30 touchdown range, and I want him to continue to throw for 500 times and run for his life and throw – and and create time, make DBs have to cover his crafty and fast wide receivers longer than they actually can. Like these are the situations I want him in. And that's where I want, that's why I think that he's going to be a very good quarterback. He's a guy that I would definitely be trying to buy if his value wasn't as high as it is. Like he's going at pick 39. There's no way I'm a buyer at pick 39. Like, am I getting him in the beginning of the fourth round? Hell no. I'm staying away from that, but he's a, he's a good quarterback. And in super flex leagues, he's a guy that I'd be targeting in that second round, trying to take advantage of getting a very good quarterback in the second round, especially if he's young. And in dynasty so, leagues, hell yeah. So in most of the drafts that I'm in, I usually see these three quarterbacks kind of go around each other. Seem or okay, four. I always see like Russell Wilson, Dak, Murray, and him. I just I don't know. I feel like he's number four on that list for me personally. Oh, no way. I'm taking him over Murray every single time. Uh, but I, I I do like, I'd probably take him over Dak as well, even though I have Dak ranked higher than him. I'll take uh, any one of Dak's three wide receivers over any of those wide receivers. Even no Gallup. Way. No way. You match up, you match up Gallup or CeeDee Lamb against Brandon Cooks. There's no way you're, you're doing that. I'm taking both over Brandon Cooks. You're crazy. Oh my God. That is insanity. There's no way 
that those two wide receivers finish higher than Brandon Cooks unless Brandon Cooks fucking hamstring blows out or he has another concussion. I believe it. Yeah, <laughs> keep believing. Believe in one hand, shit in the other. Let's see what the one fills up first. All right, moving on to the quarterback seven on our list. It's Matty Ice. Matt T. Ice. It's uh, Jimmy the Boogeyman Borges had Matty Ice at 10. I myself love this kid. We have him at quarterback five. And the foot has Matty Ice as quarterback seven. I'm going to start this thing off because I had him the highest. Uh, Matty Ice has this just he's, – he's he could go down as one of the most underrated quarterbacks in NFL history. Like he's had only one Super Bowl appearance, I understand, but he is an absolute stat monster. He has Julio Jones, who people are also fading for I don't know what reason. Julio Jones should finish as probably in the top five wide receivers. He also has on the uh, the newly added uh, Hayden Hurst. He has Calvin Ridley. He has Todd Gurley sitting in the backfield. And his defense sucks. So people are going to be scoring a lot of points against that Atlanta Falcon defense. So Matty Ice is going to be throwing the football a lot. So you know what's good about a quarterback who already throws the football a lot? Is a very good, accurate passer. Has great weapons. They score a lot of fantasy football points. And that's the type of guys I'm targeting. So... As long as his weapons stay healthy and on the field and his defense stays crappy, Matty Ice is going to have an absolute brilliant finish. James, you agree or you disagree? You fade my boy? I, I agree. Um, also, you got to look at his division. He's going to go up against the Bucks, who are going to be throwing up some points. He's going to be going up against the Saints who always throw up some points. You got to go up against the Panthers who have that little bastard CMC. So I think he's going to be a lot of shootouts. I think he's very, very consistent. To me, in my opinion, he's a, a way better version of Kirk Cousins. You kind of know what you're going to get out of him. <laughs> Don't compare um, him to Kirk Cousins. Better than Kirk Cousins. I think he's the best version of Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, just every year he's kind of back and forth. Last year he threw for 4,500 yards, 26 touchdowns. He doesn't rush the ball. I wish he had a little bit more touchdowns. The year before, 4,935. The year before that, 4,120. The year before that, almost 5,038. The year before that, 4,521. Seems like he's up and down, up and down, up and down. I was gonna I get some- back. I was gonna get to that point. Do you do you believe? Because this would be an up year. He's on an up year. He had 26 touchdowns last year, <laughs> 35 prior, 20, 38, 21, 28. Like, do you think do you believe in that? Do you think that this is his up year and he crosses a 30 threshold again just because that's his pattern? I just in in my opinion. I think where you can get him, he is very safe. Like if you're taking Matthew Stafford somewhere around him, you're you're taking a risk, right? Or you don't feel as good about it because he's not as consistent. I just think where you get Matt Ryan, you're going to feel good about it no matter where you get him. Pick 76 where is where he's going right now. Pick 76. Pick 76. I think you feel really good about that. Yeah, I like it. I, I definitely like it. I think Matt Ryan at pick 76 is a guy that I'm targeting. Unfortunately, he's usually going like one round too early for me. And I and I miss him almost every time, which is unfortunate because all these mocks I've done, I keep missing on him. And I want to add him to teams. So I'm going to have to continue to try and manipulate my drafts where I'm able to get Matt Ryan at the perfect asking price. Anyway, moving on. We're going to the next quarterback on the list. And this is very low, I think. 
lower than a lot of people are putting him. Our consensus rankings have him at quarterback eight. This is Kyle Murley, as Jimmy put him on here. Uh, His name is actually Kyler Murray, but Kyle Murray right here, he is currently, for Jimmy, he has him as quarterback seven. Uh, Myself, I have Kyler Murray at quarterback nine. And the foot has Kyler Murray at six. He's the highest out of all of us. Jimmy, what do you think about the little kid over in Arizona? I think um, he's another boomer bust pick because we see one year worth of production. Some people are there. You're going to be on one side of the fence of the other. And for me, I like to see more years. I would feel better taking Matt Ryan at where you can get him than I would feel good at taking Kyle Murray where you can get him. Like I said, I feel like he's Kyler is going (laughs) in the, in around the same spot as like a Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, um, homeboy Deshaun Watson. I feel like they're kind of going, it's like pick who, who you like the best, take your shot. He's not someone I want to take a shot on around there. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. I'd rather have Russell Wilson. I'd rather have Dak Prescott. I know you said you would take, um, or actually no, you, never mind. We agree on that point. But anyways, uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel about him. I feel excited because he got DeAndre Hopkins. Um, He got, to me, the best wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. I like that. I like the air raid offense. I like his rushing floor. Um, Yeah, he ran the ball 93 times. It's going to be interesting to see if he he keeps on progressing. If if you're a believer that, uh, man, like this guy, this guy's going to keep progressing and he's going to get better this year, I think he's in the conversation for top two, top three fantasy quarterback. I'm just going to let somebody else take that risk personally. Here's what I got to say is why like absolute best Kyler Murray is basically is what I see Russell Wilson does maybe with a little bit more rushing. That's absolute best at what Kyler Murray can do. He's currently going as a uh, quarterback 50. Russell Wilson's going at quarterback 51. Why? Why, why do that? Why do that to yourself? Why risk? The absolute best at what I think Kyler Murray can do is what Russell Wilson's already doing with just a little bit more rushing, you know? Like yeah, Russ no, ran the ball I, like 70 times. I agree times. with you. Yeah. I, I, want the, I want the safer pick. And for me, I, I got to see another year or two of production. Next year he blows up, then yeah, I'll be more of a believer. But like you said, at this point, I want to take someone that's a little bit more established. Exactly. I mean, especially when you have to pay that price tag. You're paying fourth round price tag. Like or fifth round, I guess early fifth round. No, I'm not paying early fifth round price tag for a guy that I don't even know where his ceiling is and where his actual floor is. He ran the ball 90 plus times, which is great, and that's something you're looking for in those type of quarterbacks. But I don't know, man. I'm I'm fading Kyler Murray. At first, I, I was I'm all over the board with him actually because early in the year when the Hopkins trade went off, I was like Kyler Murray, quarterback three, and then my head finally came down. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Why? Why should he be quarterback three? Could he finish there? Like, he, sure. He, he plays for the Arizona Cardinals. What am I thinking? What am I no, doing? I like it. I like the air raid offense. I like his weapons. Like it's a pretty decent little situation for him there. But I just I just much rather take one of these other guys who just has a way safer floor and probably the same ceiling as Kyler Murray. So I'm personally fading Kyler Murray. Moving on to the quarterback nine on our list. This is the first old timer on the list and it is drew breeze for the who dat nation drew breeze is number nine for jimmy he is 
number eight for me and he's number nine for the foot and he's currently going at number nine on fantasy pros so (laughs) we're like all of us just really think drew Brees is going to finish inside of the quarterback one spot but you know we're safe we're feeling good with him right there so jimmy you feeling good having drew Brees on your team going at quarterback 72 i'm i'm feeling good about it i mean i don't know um I don't feel bad about him. I don't feel excited about him. But like when you think about it, like when you break it down in your head, I think it has more to do with his age than anything. But really, that shouldn't even be a factor. He has the best wide receiver in the NFL. He has a top five or he has the number one, in my opinion, catching running back in Alvin Kamara. Um, They go and pick up an Emmanuel Sanders. What's Craigie's tight end that he loves? Jared, can you cook it? (laughs) Jared Cook I mean the dude has a bunch of weapons I think he's slowing down this might be the last year in his career but still I mean if it wasn't for that injury to his hand last year when he gave that nice high five to Aaron Donald I think he still finishes a top 10 fantasy quarterback and I just cannot fade the dude he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time I love I love his I love Sean Payton they're like tied at the hip they've got the same mind they're on this wavelength I just, I love Drew Brees. I respect Drew Brees. And I just, once again, I love the talent around him. You just throw the ball wherever the hell you want. Michael Thomas is going to go get it. Alvin Kamara, you throw him the ball. He's going to go get it. Taysom Hill is going to come in with some weird little plays and bang some touchdowns for him. I just like Drew Brees. I like him too. And I think he's in a very good scenario. We already talked about this division and it's going to be one that's going to be passing a lot. He's going to get shootouts with Tom Brady. Um, it's 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 a good situation, you know, for him. My only reservation on this dude is last year he threw for 27 touchdowns and I think that's what really elevated his game. Can he and that was only in 11 in 11 games. So, he was on pace for I don't I I I'd have to do the quick math, but it was close to 40 touchdowns. So, can he stay on that pace again? Um being an older quarterback, not throwing the ball as much as he has in the past. I don't know. I think that again, a hyper efficiency, like we were talking about Lamar Jackson. And I don't like to bet on guys who are just hyper efficient the year prior. And he is the good thing about him though, is you're able to get this dude at a very good value. You get him at quarterback 72. That's like in the Matt Ryan kind of price range and getting your quarterback one in the, you know, the sixth or seventh round is a very good price. So if Drew Brees falls to the seventh round, I'm definitely a buyer, and I would I would love to have him as my quarterback one. Um, but moving on to the next guy, who is one who's kind of a little bit near and dear to my heart. I like this cat. Carson Wentz. He's our quarterback 10, consensus-wise. Uh, James, the boogeyman, Borges has him at 13. I'm really high on him. I have him at 7. And Craigie, the foot Anderson, has him at 11. So... I'm going to have to defend myself. Here's my defense. Carson Wentz, a lot of people, this, this is the, the bag on Carson Wentz is his injuries, right? Like a lot of people are just think he's an injury prone quarterback. He, that's it. Why would we want to invest? They don't even want to invest in him. They drafted a quarterback this year, Jalen Hurts, to be able to back him up because he's an injury prone quarterback. They had to have uh, Nick Foles come in and win their Super Bowl. He's an injury prone quarterback. But people forget that in 2016, he was an MVP candidate. He he was an awesome quarterback who just took the, the league by storm. 
And I think, I think he has that type of talent still. Like I'm not going to say his, his career is over just because he had a few injuries. Like people come back from injuries and, and go on to have very good careers. Rocky starts just don't mean that they have a terrible ending. And I think Carson Wentz is a talented quarterback. If you've seen what this dude did the last year, with the absolute garbage that they threw on the field, besides his tight ends, he had nobody to throw the football to. Like the dudes he was throwing the football drops all over. He was making things happen with absolute trash. People also forget he played 16 games last year, threw for over 4,000 yards and 27 touchdowns. This is very good floor for a quarterback you're able to get at a very reasonable price. He also ran the ball. 62 times. Another thing that people love in quarterbacks and fantasy wise is having a good rushing floor and he provides that for you. So Carson Wentz being able to get this dude as pick 81, he's quarterback 11 bargain. And I found him to be on a ton of my mocks, like almost every mock Carson. I I miss out on like Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, who I kind of shoot for. And I end up settling on Carson Wentz in a very reasonable value. And I'm very happy about it. So James, you on board with Carson Wentz or can you, can you, uh, put your, can you put your hate aside from a, a division standpoint and, and say anything good about this man? I'm, I talked about it on the NFC East episode. I actually wanted the Cowboys to draft him. Obviously the Eagles trade up in front of the Cowboys and go and take him. I was huge on Carson Wentz. Um, he killed it, like you said, in the MVP, uh, that MVP type of season that he had. I talked about uh, last year watching him do it with garbage and, and making stuff happen. I think the guy has the talent. I just wish he had more talented pieces around him. The other thing is they lose Brandon Books. They're all pro guard. They lose their left tackle. Or actually, they resigned him, and they're going to have him play uh, guard now, um, Jason yeah. Peters. Um they're a defensive football team and they rely on the defense to get them the ball back. And he was highly efficient. I like miles, miles Sanders. I think miles Sanders is going to give him a boost. If he starts all season, they get the speedster Jalen Rager. I'm with you. I think he's a great value where you can get him. He's only 13th on my list. Once again, because of the people I have in front of him. But once you're getting down into this type of area, I, I mean, any one of these quarterbacks is going to be good for you. I'm high on Carson Wentz. All right. I mean, are are you happy with him as your quarterback one? Depending on how the draft falls, yes, but I'm going to also pair him with somebody else. If if I draft him, I want to get like a Ben Roethlisberger or Daniel Jones, or somebody else that I feel that has a lot of high upside. You could get Matthew Stafford around him, or uh, you know, like a Baker Mayfield, something like that. I don't feel as confident if I have a if I have another one of those number one quarterbacks. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I guess I I think that he's going to be a quarterback on pretty much a majority of my teams because I start kind of fade the quarterback position so long and people are just off on Carson Wentz. So uh, he's, he's fell to me in a lot of spots where I've been very happy with. So Carson Wentz. Yeah, my guy Uh, moving on to another veterano Thomas Brady moving over to South beach, taking his talents down South, bringing a lot of a couple of his pals 
Tom Brady is our quarterback 11 on the list. He's James quarterback eight. He is my quarterback 12 and he's the foots quarterback 12 as well. So me and the foot were really in the same spot, which is strange because the foot generally likes uh, old players. So I thought he would bump him up a couple of spots. So Jimmy, tell me what you love and what you hate about old Thomas down in South beach. I think the old man still has it. And what I love about Tom Brady and why I ranked him so high is Rob Gonkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He has the talent around him. They go out and get him a left tackle in the draft. I think he has something to prove. And he has the top two. You can take those two wide receivers and put them up against anyone else's top two. And, and they're number one on that list. So for him, like I said, it's the talent that that he has around him. And that's why I believe in him so much. There you go. Um, I don't have much to say about Tom Brady. I think that he's gonna be he's gonna be all right. I just don't. Here's my here's my problem with taking him as my quarterback one. If I take Tom Brady my quarterback one, that means if he fails, which there is a chance that he does, there's a chance that he's just old and he's not as good at football as he was in the past. Even with all the talent that's surrounding him, he, last year is the actual Tom Brady we're gonna get this year as well. And if that's the case, then I'm going to have to start streaming quarterbacks and my options are way worse. So why not just take a quarterback that I have a lot more confidence in, someone like Carson Wentz, and drop him on my team and feel a lot better about that situation. Does Tom Brady have a high ceiling? Yes, his weapons are insane over there. But does he also have a very low floor? Yeah, he could be Tom Brady of 2019. And I'm not happy with that situation if I draft Tom Brady of 2019. So... I think there's a point where a 40 something year old quarterback is just not good anymore. And I don't want to take that risk. I'd rather somebody else take it. So I'm actually fading Tom Brady pretty much this entire year. I'm not touching him. I'd much rather the man that's next on the list. And that is big Benjamin Ben back from the Tommy John surgery. He's our quarterback 12 on the list. Big Benjamin is Jimmy had him. (laughs) He's going to have to talk about this. I think he has a secret love affair with the Steelers because he has him ranked as quarterback six. I have Benjamin ranked at quarterback 14 and the foot has Benjamin ranked at quarterback 13. James, defend yourself. I don't feel like I have to defend myself. I think Big Ben speaks for himself. He's one of the most prolific passers of all time. And if he was healthy last year, he would have another crazy elite season. Um, the year before that, when he was healthy, threw for almost 5,000 yards. He could take any wide receiver, every wide receiver that they give him, and he just makes them look damn good. We're talking about A.B., Santonio Holmes, Juju, Mike Wallace. We can go on and on and on and on and on. Flat give him times. whatever. Give give him whatever wide receivers you want. Deontay Johnson, Juju, he's going to make it work. He's going to sling the damn ball. I just, if he's healthy... That's why I got him ranked so high. Big Ben's going to get it done. Yeah, that's my thing, too. The only thing is And he's is got health. the defense. He's going to be in every single game. That's it. Yeah, game script. He's going to be good. But that also means that he's probably not going to have to throw, you know, 40 times a game very many times next year. So that means you're just going to get, you know, I mean, whatever the game script dictates. So I, I really like the weapons he has. I like James Washington. I like Deontay Johnson. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I like the new rookie Chase Claypool. I love Eric Ebron. Like these are all good stuff. He has the weapons. His offensive line is very good. 
and James Conner should be a very good running back for him. So the writing's on the wall for him to have a good season. Again, though, same thing I said about Tom Brady. He's an older quarterback, and maybe age is just catching up to these cats, and I don't really want to take a risk on him. Are you happy with him as your quarterback one or no? Hmm. No, I'm not because of the health concern, but um, where you can get him, like I said, I feel like you can pair him up wherever. If you're waiting that long to get him, you're you're going to be handcuffing him with somebody else like a Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers or a Carson Wentz, something like that. I like him as my quarterback, too, or I like him handcuffed with another quarterback just to be safe. Here's my problem is I don't like drafting two quarterbacks, so. That's why I don't think I'm going to have very many shares of Big Ben because he's not going undrafted. A lot of people are going to snag him up. And I like to just hang on to one quarterback and then try and, um, you know, scour the waiver wire and and uh, grab quarterbacks um, in and out of the in and out every week. So uh, I like him. I think he could have a good season. I'm just not going to take that risk. And he's going to be my only quarterback on my roster. So. Big Ben, I'm sorry, brother. I hope you have a great season because I'm a Steelers fan and I want you to win damn games, but I don't think I'm going to be owning you. Next man on the list, Aaron Rodgers. Clap, 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 clap. (laughs) Aaron, okay, Aaron Rodgers. He is our quarterback 13 on the list. How the mighty have fallen. James has him as quarterback 14. I have him as quarterback 15. The foot brought him up he just grabbed and took him up he's quarterback 10 for the foot james tell me why you have him at quarterback fit to 14 one of the most talented quarterbacks of our era is now getting absolutely faded i explained to it last episode go listen to the last episode if you haven't they failed to get him talent around him yes he has one of uh the most uh, talented uh, wide receivers in the NFL with Devontae Adams. He has a great passer or a pass catcher out of the backfield in Aaron Jones. Besides that, what the hell does he have besides Lazard? Other people that I don't even want to talk about or waste my time. He's aging. He's getting old. The last couple of years, like I talked about it on the last episode, his stats have been down. Um, they're a defensive football team that wants to run the ball now. And unfortunately, I think his head coach is going to game script him to this point. And that's why I'm fading Mr. Discount Double Check so hard. (laughs) Hello, Nail. Meet Mr. Hammer. You hit the nail on the head for sure when you said that he's going to get game scripted out of games. They are going to literally game script this dude out of his games. He threw for 4,000 yards, which is kind of surprising to me because it doesn't feel like he threw for 4,000 yards last year, right? Like it just doesn't. He also only threw for 26 touchdowns, which is not Aaron Rodgers type numbers. Everyone thought 2018 was maybe just like an outlier. He threw for only 25 touchdowns and they thought, oh, for sure. In 2017, he was hurt, only played seven games and he threw for 16 touchdowns. He was he was on pace to throw for about 35 the year before, he threw for 40. year before, 31. year before, 38. This is what we've come to expect out of Aaron Rodgers, right? Like 30-plus touchdowns a year. So they just assumed 2019 would also have 30-plus touchdowns, and it didn't. This is two years in a row that Aaron Rodgers has not eclipsed 30 touchdowns, and he's played all 16 games. You know why? It's because they don't want to throw the football anymore. They realize that the way to win is is to just hand the football to those very talented running backs they have 
or dump the ball off to those very talented running backs. That's a reason why they drafted another running back is because Aaron Rodgers isn't their priority. Aaron Rodgers isn't the key to the success for the Green Bay Packers. And it is the running back and the and running the football and playing good defense. So I think total mentality shift in that uh in that organization. So that's the reason why I'm kind of fading Aaron Rodgers. Does he have the talent? Yes. If you put this cat, like imagine if he goes to San Francisco, how excited would you kind of feel? I know that they're run football team or run uh, first football team as well, but I'd be pretty excited if he was in San Francisco. I'd be pretty excited if he was able to find like an Atlanta Falcons situation, you know, where they're able to open him up. I don't think it's an Aaron Rodgers talent um, thing that I'm talking about here. I think it's a scheme and I don't think, I think they're going to really scheme him out of being a successful fantasy quarterback this year. Agree or disagree? I, I totally agree. And it's, it's very unfortunate. I mean, we're talking about a guy that used to go in the first round and fantasy football drafts because I mean the dude was throwing close to fifty touchdowns for a couple of years, and uh, just like we talked about it, it's a change in philosophy. The coach came out, and the first couple of games, you could tell he was pissed, he was upset because he wasn't throwing the ball, and he was just like had to put on that face and be like, "Whatever I got to do for the team to win games, if we're going to run the ball and play defense, then that's what we're going to do." But deep down inside, he was hurting, and unfortunately for him. He's stuck in that situation for at least a couple more years. So, unless they cut him next year, what are the odds that they cut him? Uh, depends on how much their backup, the guy that they just drafted in the first round, progresses. And from what it Jordan sounds Love. like, sounds like he has a lot of work to do. From all the news that I've read, yeah. But I mean, they, we'll they, they, could it be another Patrick Mahomes type situation? Could be. Could be. Like I said, depends on that. Jordan are you Love. Tell, See, are you telling dynasty owners out there, go stash Jordan Love? Or? Hell no. Because, I mean, <laughs> who knows? I mean, if the, if we're talking about the scheme, you know what I'm saying? He's just going to be right back in that same scheme, <laughs> yeah. too. Just roll it on over. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't want to touch anything with that. Uh, we are very low on this gentleman right here. And a lot of people I think, are not I think this low. is the most disrespect. We've Dude, given super to any quarterback on this league. <laughs> I mean, on this list. Dang. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is our quarterback 14. Um, Jimmy had him as quarterback 12. The foot had this guy at quarterback 13. And I had him at quarterback 14. Wow. In Fantasy Pros, they had this dude going as quarterback seven. Wow. His ADP is quarterback seven. That means we just do not like this dude. Tell me why. I don't like him because he's so dependent on the rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns. And I mean, if I want someone that's going to run the ball, I'm I'm just going to pay the price and go get a Lamar Jackson. I just don't feel comfortable. I think he's more susceptible, susceptible to get hurt. I'd rather have the pocket passer or the guy that's an elite passer that also rushes a la Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, who all go ahead of him. I'm just, I don't know. After that, I I just don't feel comfortable. I'm worried he's going to get hurt. I'm worried he's dependent on those rush yards. If he doesn't get them or he doesn't get the rushing touchdowns, there he is not the same quarterback. And I mean, it's not even close. I think... I think if he has an off year, he could easily easily be like quarterback number twenty. I'm just not that high on Josh Allen. 
yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same place. It's, I just don't think he is exceptional football player. I think he's a good fantasy football player. I just don't think he's a very good NFL quarterback. He isn't very accurate. He doesn't, he's not your prototypical pocket passer. He doesn't even run the ball great. He just runs the ball a lot. Like he had 109 attempts, but he only had a 4.7 yard uh, per attempt. That's not very good for a quarterback. Generally, quarterbacks are rushing over five yards attempt because, I mean, they don't have anyone spying them, right? Like they're able to just kind of run free and get those yards. Like this dude, the the thing that was kind of his saving grace is he, he had nine rushing touchdowns. He had eight the year prior in only 12 games. Like that is his floor. So if he is still... Uh, their goal line back, I guess, then yeah. But they drafted. They drafted Zach Moss out of Utah. Old The foot's old guy over there. Do you think that Zach Moss maybe takes some of those quarterback sneaks or those opportunities from uh, Josh Allen? I think it's possible. I think that is a sit, that is the likely, I mean, that's a, a, a scenario that's in the realm of opportunities there. So like, I think maybe Zach Moss maybe takes some of those goal line touches and now he doesn't get those nine touchdowns on the ground. If he doesn't get those nine touchdowns on the ground, his 20 touchdowns through the air is not doing it. I know they added Stefan Can You Digs It, and he's going to be a good addition, but he's not going to be one that's going to just overnight make him an, an awesome quarterback. I don't think that's the case. He plays 16 games, and he only threw for 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. That's not very good. I'm just not a Josh Allen believer. I don't like, I also don't like that later on in the year, he's going to play, be playing in Buffalo. That's very cold and they don't want to fucking throw the football in very cold weather. So they're going to be handing it off to those two young stud running backs that they have. I'm not a Josh Allen believer. I think that he has had two good, solid fantasy seasons. And I think it's time. And this is the exact time that people start jumping off the Josh Allen train. Are you on the train? Are you drafting him at any point? Do you feel comfortable with as your quarterback too? No, I'm not. I'm I'm not because not even the your quarterback you... too. Okay, well, yeah, but I mean, there's no way you, you get him get as him your there. quarterback yeah, too. People are are too high on this cat. To me, he's like a he's like the running back that gets a million carries. You know what I'm saying? And then just somehow grinds it out, and then like the touchdown production and the the fact that he got so many carries gives him the stats. He's just like, I don't know. I don't know if he's the ugly stepchild that we just hate on. And secretly, he just grinds it out because every year there's that dude where you're like, man, I almost like this dude because the name or the team that he plays on. But some Jarvis way, somehow, Landry. Yeah, somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Is he the ugly stepchild and we're just hating on this guy? And really, he's just going to grind it out next year and still be elite? Or is the league going to catch up with him and smash his ass and he ain't going to be nothing? I don't know. I just... Like I said, I don't trust Buffalo. They have a great defense. I think he's going to grind it out, but I think there's a good chance he can get hurt by the way that he runs, and he has been hurt. And like you said, um, if he doesn't have the rushing attempts and the rushing touchdowns, he's nowhere near. He's not a pocket passer. He's not going to get it done through the air. He's really dependent on those rushes, and I just don't trust them. My problem with that, and I think it was a very good point you made, Like, is he that like little ugly stepchild that people are able to draft and just produce? If he is, that's cool, but he's not going at that price tag. He's going at pick 68. He's going at quarterback seven. Like I compared him like Jarvis Landry. You get Jarvis Landry at a deal. Like 
you get like maybe like a Jordan Howard type uh, running back who just at the end of the year, you're like, dang, he produced some pretty good stats for me. You're getting that guy way later. Josh Allen, I think is like, he's like a cliche right now. Like he's just a hip thing to do, you know, draft Josh Allen because he runs the football and he grinds it out. Do I think he's a cool dude? Yeah, I like him. I like how he plays the game. He plays it rough. You know, he takes it on himself, but man, do I want him as my quarterback one? Because that's where you have to draft him. No, there is absolutely no chance. I have Josh Allen on any of my teams unless he falls to me at some point at quarterback two. So. I just think it's insane. He's going in between Kyler Murray and Matt Ryan. That's just <laughs> no. like insane. To me. Yeah. yeah, they're both. Okay, K- Kyler Murray runs the ball like the same amount as Josh Allen. So I'd much yeah, rather but smart. that. Yeah, exactly. And he, I think he's just a better passer too. Like he's way more accurate. Josh Allen is one of the worst passers in the league. He plays in a dome and he has DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> And he's going to get schemed out. Like uh, somehow Belichick's just going to get in his head two times. But I mean, he does get to go against the Jets, which, and the Dolphins, which is pretty good. Like you like those matchups, though, right? It, yeah. On those, on those type of teams. I mean, you, you like that, but nah, I'm fading him. I'm fading him. Okay. Quarterback 15. We finally got there. We're to the end of it. It's my guy right here. And. It's Jared Goff. Jared Goff, quarterback 15. James has him at 15. I have this cat at quarterback 11. And the foot surprisingly has him the same spot that James has him at quarterback 15. So, Jimmy, please tell me why you hate my guy so much. Why why do you hate him? I want to like him. I want to like him way more than... uh than where I got him, but I just can't. And that's because the max exodus of talent. Go listen to our NFC West episode. I named off all the defensive players that left. We named off all the offensive players that that left. Um, He's got a lot of guys that are missing. Brandon Cooks leaves. Todd Gurley leaves. Todd Gurley carried a huge load for him, catching the ball out of the backfield. I mean, 2018, he had 4,700 yards and 32 touchdowns. Last year he had 4,600 yards, 22 touchdowns, but he also threw 16 interceptions. Before that, he was mediocre in 2017. 2016, he was a rookie. We'll throw that out the door. And he had Jeff Fisher. Yes, he had Jeff Fisher. I just don't like the talent around him. I really do not like his offensive line, especially in that division. Um, He doesn't run the ball as much. I do like his, his, his top two receiving threats. He's going to have to sling the hell out of the ball. I just think they're going to be a garbage team, and I think they're going to get the crap beat out of them, and I think Jared Goff's going to get the crap beat out of them. With that being said, he is probably one of the last quarterbacks I feel really comfortable about taking. I mean, I don't know. I kind of have him in the same realm as him, Baker Mayfield, Daniel. I mean, I'm excited about Daniel Jones and his potential around there. I'm not hating on him so much. I just don't feel very confident in him. That's why I have him as my quarterback 15. There's 14 other guys I'd rather have in front of him. Here's what I got to say about all that you said about my guy, Jared Goff. Who cares? The dude threw 626 times last year. Volume, volume, volume. Volume will fix all. Jared Goff 
the only thing I need you to improve on is to throw a few more touchdowns. Let's get into that 30 touchdown range, and we're going to be all right. And I think he will. Tyler Higby emerged last year. He has the very good uh, slot weapon out there in Cooper Cup. He has uh, Bobby Trees over there on the outside. Like I really like the situation he has there. He's two very young running backs that could be very good. I like the situation. I really think that he is going to have another very good season. He just has to cut back the interceptions a little bit and get back to his 30 plus touchdowns. And Jared Goff is going to be extreme value. You get him at pick 115. That's like round. What is that? 12. Tell me you don't like getting Jared Goff, a guy who threw for over 600 attempts in round 12. You're going to, I can't fade that you get to go against him. Ben Roethlisberger, Cam Newton, or Jimmy G? No, give me give me my guy Jared Goff every single time. The the only thing that I'll say that brings hate to me is Jared Goff finished quarterback number thirteen last year. He finished with two hundred and sixty three points. Okay, Jimmy G had two sixty. Philip Rivers had two fifty five. Ryan Fitzpatrick had two fifty four. Derek Carr had two fifty two. Kirk Cousins had two fifty. Baker Mayfield had two fifty. Those guys are all within. 10, 13 fantasy points of him, and you could get those guys for almost nothing. I know you're not paying as much for Jared Goff as you are some of these other quarterbacks, but I think you're paying way more for him than Jimmy G, Phillip Rivers. Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw out the door because he's not going to have that same season, or Derek Carr. I just I think, just think it was the more... touchdown production that brought him down a little bit. Like He just it, didn't have it. He had 22 touchdowns did. last year. It did. I just think he has, to me personally, I know you love the dude. I just think he has more of the name because of the Super Bowl run that he had. I think he's an average quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I can get on board with that. I, I The things that I love about him are draft capital, um, volume, and the McVay offense. I think McVay, I think McVay figures it out. Like, they figured him out last year, and that's what I believe happened. I think McVay figures it out, goes to 12 personnel a little bit more involves his two very good tight ends like he has good ones you have Everett and Higby over there plus his wide receivers and the now young just stable of running backs he has it's a good situation the offensive line hasn't improved much but hopefully just cohesiveness is something that really improves for Jared Goff so I don't know I I like him I like him especially at the draft point you'll be able to get him at round 12 um and I get my quarterback that I feel like is at like I said earlier I don't want to have Roethlisberger because I feel like, you know, the streaming, I'd have to stream options later. Like I feel comfortable grabbing Goff because I think he could be that he could be the type of quarterback I'd run the rest of my season. If not, I can, I can stream later on Roethlisberger. I don't know that same thing. So I'm hanging in there. All right. Tall boys and tall girls out there. We were going to try and run this into one episode, but we couldn't. Like it was impossible. I, I thought it was impossible. We we were optimistic. We were very optimistic that we could run the running backs in here, but there is no way we're going to be able to do so. So we're going to have to drop this into a two-part segment. So please stay tuned for the next segment of this series, the running back position. Hopefully the foot will be back for that one. But check us out on all of the podcasting platforms we're out on apple Podcasts, spotify all of the big ones check us out on instagram at fantasy on tap check us out on uh twitter at tap underscore fantasy thank you again take it away jake